be seamless. Currently, Rowies is able to serve at least 150 customers a day. Hi, how are you enjoying your food? That's really good. How about you? For sure. David attributes their success so far to consistency in product delivery and their business model. We decided to go a different route. Instead of going to the banks, going for the bank loan, we decided, no, let us, let us have our personal, our own capital through family and friends, through savings. So when you do that, you need the business to grow, to plow back into the business. Because first of all, you didn't go to the bank for any funds. When the bank is going to demand the collateral, the bank is going to demand certain things that as a startup, you don't have the very good growth. And you also, the banks also look at if you're able to build capacity, which we've been able to do. So that's what you can leverage going forward. Now, David and his team are looking to expand across the country. Because you don't have that many cafes in Ghana, that many Ghanaian-owned cafes, and that's what we try to do. Um, we started University of Ghana also because we're here, and also because once students taste us, they are going to go into the um, working environment, they're going to go to working class. So they'll take that taste outside. So if we set up in um, a business house, they're like, oh, when we're on campus, we used to eat from this place, this tried and tested. So, so it will be easier when we break into that space of having um, cafes listed all over. Like they say, watch the space. And well, that report was filed months before the COVID-19 pandemic and times have changed. You know it. David has had to make adjustments. He shares that and what some business owners, small business owners like him, want to hear from the finance minister when he makes his mid-year budget presentation tomorrow. We've had to run the skeleton staff, the shift system, because we cannot have that many people in the kitchen at a time. We've had to be disinfecting our kitchen after every use. We've had to be changing gloves. We've had to adhere to the safety protocols in our dining, in our waiting area, because we're no longer doing dining. In our pickup area, we've, we've had to employ Veronica Buckets, we've had to employ sanitizers. It's been, it's been, it's been a strange time, but we've, we've had to adapt quickly. The media budget, the stimulus package that was announced to me, it was a recovery, a recovery budget, restoring us back to what we have lost. The media budget too, should have a forward-thinking approach because when you restore somebody in the business, he's also looking forward to expand because we've had to erode our investments. We've had to fall on our investments in this period to pay our, our salaries, our salaries for our staff. We've had to pay. Um, a few bills. The main thing we're looking forward is going forward because we need capital to expand and we need to expand quickly. Otherwise, there will be a slow growth rate and which will affect everybody. All right, that was uh, David Tego. He is owner of Rowie's Breakfast Factory. Remember to join us here on Joy 99.7 FM for coverage of the media review presentation by the finance minister tomorrow. That's at 10 a.m. You don't want to miss it. And also join us next week for another edition of the Joy Business Van, powered by Joy Business and brought to you by Ecobank. The Ecobank Express Point provides a unique type of agency banking that allows you to access basic banking services at selected shops across the country. And 
Joy Ecobank services of the banking hours, including weekends and holidays, locate an Ecobank Express point nearest to you at uh, selected shell shops, pharmacies, grocery shops, ECG vendor points, and mobile money merchant shops, and enjoy the following services. Open an instant Ecobank Express account, deposit and withdraw cash from your Express account, current account, or savings account. Redeem e-tokens, receive international remittances from Rapid Transfer, Western Union, Rear Vigo, and Unitylink for from selected express points. Ecobank, the Pan-African Bank. Stay tuned. The Masterclass is up next. May I please have your attention for the following announcement? Abusiapeni Ishmael Mensa Tando of Royal Kona Braze Abusia of Tamasase, Cape Coast. The Most Reverend Titus Fifi Awachi Prat, Presiding Bishop of the Methodist Church of Ghana. Nana Efri Fayamwa, Jukwahing, Ekogate announced the home call of their beloved, Mr. Rafael Kweku Atta Okran, a.k.a. Cosmos. He died age 91. Funeral arrangements are as follows. Burial service takes place on the 25th of July 2020 at Mary Queen of Peace Catholic Church, 4th Ridge, Cape Coast. Pre-burial filing past takes place from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Burial mass takes place at 9 a.m. Interment, Cape Coast, Astochano Cemetery. There will be no family gathering on Sunday. Widow, Mrs. Sophia Abba Okran. Children, Dr. Richard Okran. Mrs. Mary Chloe Afeba Bando. Mr. Cosmos Nana Atta Okran. Mrs. Eurydice Amwakwa Iyia. Mrs. Zella in Stifua Okran Kokroko. Attire for Saturday is black and white. Live on Facebook at In Love and Memory of Mr. Cosmos Okran. That's all for the announcements. Joy 99.7 FM.
good afternoon to you, our cherished listeners. It's always indeed very exciting to come your way every Wednesday with your favorite business development program on Radio Masterclass. Masterclass comes your way every Wednesday at 1.15 p.m. and runs all the way through to 2 p.m. here on your superstation, Joy 99.7. Masterclass is powered by Joy Business and brought to us by Goyle. Goyle, they say good energy. Goyle, my name, as always, and I will be the host for today's show. As you already noticed, there's a bit of a bounce in my voice because I'm always excited when I see people making the best of every situation that they have. Today, in all of our conversations, COVID-19 has dominated it in different ways because it's affected not just our lives, but our businesses and our family situations and everything that we do. But do you ask yourself the question, is this going to change anytime soon? I've been having some conversations with a few friends of mine in this weekend. I'd like to know what your thoughts are. Let's not even just look at the statistics alone of what's going on. Clearly, the numbers keep going up and the situation keeps getting worse across the world. We're not going to continue to you know, talk about the gloom and doom, but we're going to look at how do we come out of the situation in the different sectors of our lives, particularly in the area of our businesses. You know, I was, I was talking to a few friends in Takwadi and in Kumasi and in Tamale um, over the weekend. I said, are the shops opening? Are people going back? Are people opening the shops or they are waiting for COVID to end? That's a little bit of a question you should ask. But I think that we should begin to rework our minds and begin to ask ourselves the question, can we go back to our lives? Albeit the fact that things have changed and now we, there are things we call the new normal, i.e. different working um, arrangements, um, online meetings, online payments, things that we're hitherto not used to, but we have to definitely um, get used to now. So today we have another story. And like we always do, sometimes we come to you with a theory, we come to you with the principles, we come to you with all the things that are taught in the classroom and the ways in which you should do your business and the, the steps and the principles you should follow. But occasionally, we also like to bring into the studio people who are already in the business, people who have started their businesses and how they are coping and how they find all these principles we talk about. That's the only way that we're able to find a good balance, if you like, between what we teach in the classroom and what actually happens with people's businesses. Now, the last week um, we had with us here on the show um, Livingston Setikla, um, Beam Nation, and he shared some thoughts with us. He had already embarked on a certain training program for of vocational training for a number of youth in the Shaman community, and he's going to continue doing that. Today we have on the show another wonderful young Ghanaian. And when I asked him for his profile, he said to me, I don't like to talk too much, I don't like the hype. But there's one thing he's done which I cannot help but talk about. I didn't tell him this, so I'm just going to spring it up on him. His business has done so well in this country. He started from scratch in Ghana, like most businesses, and he has been known to have gone so high that he has closed precedents. Yes, presidents in this country have won his regalia. If he chooses to tell us today, maybe not which president, but the fact that how has he been able to achieve all of this? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to today's show, Mr. Tony Senanya. Tony, you're welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Yao. Um, I'm excited to have you here. So, uh, first of all, you know, um, there's so many questions I want to ask you, but obviously the, 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 the purpose of today's conversation is... Your business is a brick and mortar business, and when I say brick and mortar, it's what all businesses are. Yeah, you you have a fixed location, you have a fixed address. People can find you. The, you know, the talk about packaging and Facebook and that was something additional to selling your product. Today, the additional has become the main, mm-hmm. and so things have turned around. For brick and mortar businesses like yours, how has all this affected you? I think first of all, let's let's hear your story. Tell us your story. 
of how you started. Obviously, it, will, it won't be too much different from what other people have done. And then let's go straight into how COVID, you know, has affected your business. Let's hear it from, from your perspective, your story, tell it your way, and then we'll get into a bit of a conversation, and then we'll get interactive, and we'll open the phone lines and get people to call in and say, listen, I've had similar experiences, and this is what I did. Like we always say here on the show, life is too short to make all the mistakes yourself. If you've just tuned in this, it's Masterclass right here on your superstition, Joy 99.7. We're spending time in the studio with Tony Senanya, and he's the CEO of Hosman Shoes. Hosman Shoes. Tony, tell us your story. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, yeah before I go on, my sister just sent me a message that <laughs> correct the man. The name is Senaya. 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 Tony, Senaya. Tony's sister, please, I would like you to call us when we open the phone lines. I would very much like to speak with you. But and also tell me if I pronounce the name right. Senaya. Yeah, Senaya. Okay. It's not Father's Day, but I'm I am i am sure I pronounce the name right. Yeah, it's, okay. yeah, Senaya is fine. All right, talk to us. So yes, um Horseman, the, the journey began ten years ago. So actually we'll be ten years in um, August and um Somewhere around um, October 2010, I was on this platform, a program by Joy Business called My Business 2010. So officially, yes, that was the platform that outdoed the business. Mm. So I think that um, Emma Morrison, if she is listening, they should do a, home, a homecoming for us to come and tell um, our story, how, how the journey has been over a decade. So um, I began by buying um, shoes from a local manufacturer here in Accra La Paz. Anytime I took it to work, my colleagues liked it. And then um, just when about my service was ending, people started ordering through me because they didn't even believe that it was locally made, you know. So I found the opportunity that, oh, okay, it doesn't matter to the Ghanaian where the shoes are coming from, provided they are of top quality. Then I have a friend at PwC then um, who placed an order, took it to work. His colleagues also liked it. So then if guys at PwC who were being paid well at that time Young graduates from university, a lot of disposable income who could order shoes from any part of the world wanted locally made shoes then. Um, it opened my eyes to the fact that um, this is a huge potential. So um, I went to Kumasi where I grew up and then um, set up my small um, workshop on my father's um, compound, brought in shoemakers and... Um, as they will say, it, it is not history yet. We are still living it. <laughs> so yes, that has been that is how I started, and it's been a very long, difficult, challenging, but yet fulfilling journey over the past ten years. So yes, um, that is how 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 Horseman was birthed ten years ago. Right. I, yeah. Okay. So essentially, you went back home. You decided to. But let's talk a bit about about the motivation. You know, because obviously, I mean, you, you had gone to school. Your colleagues were available, and all of that. You were buying your own shoes. What made you jump? Um, okay, so um, when I left school, honestly, I, I, there, there were things that I knew that I couldn't do. Work in a formal employment setting, especially the banks. Because when we were leaving school, there was the bank craze. That was the time that um, the banking industry was expanding. So um, they would come and set up on campuses to start recruitment from there. And everybody, most of my mates, wanted to work in the banks but for me um, i have always loved people development um so the organization that i remember i applied to were actually ngos you know and i have said to myself that um one day i'll open a vocational training school so i got that idea when i was buying so i used to go to cantonment to buy shirts but anytime i bought the shirt i would look for a tailor to alter it to fit my friends who were very busy working didn't have that luxury, luxury of time to go and do that. So I just don't know me that, okay, so why don't I set up a, tree, um, a tailoring shop so that we we'll go to their offices 
and tailor measure them and sew for them. That was the I just after school. So I have had this in mind. But it so happened that it will come in a different form in terms of shoes. You know, so yes, um, it wasn't out of place when I went into shoes because deep down in me, I had wanted to toe that line because I had wanted to work with people, create employment. I, I didn't have it all figured out in my mind. But somehow, that is what I felt in, my, in, my, in, in me. So one day I was driving through traffic and then um, a guy walked to my car and they wanted to sell to me. I, I even bought, he said, I'm on for, that is, um, I had a pendant of private college in my car. So I said, ah, now, you grew up in Kumasi. He said he lived in Aduato. Aduato is just a suburb behind private mm. college. So I asked him, Aduato, what are you doing in Accra? He said, oh, he learned how to sew. But after weaning himself off his master, he didn't have money to set up. So he decided to come to Accra to hustle, gather some money, and go back and set up. So it, it sunk in my mind. I said, okay, then there could be a lot of these guys around, people who have learned the vocation, but don't have what it takes to move it to the next level. And indeed, even most of them, they didn't go to learn the vocation because they wanted to, but it, probably because the education at a point where it was truncated. And like they would say, want me uncle and I and I said, Kuni Kusina fit in here. Mm. You know, so at that time I said, okay, fine, we have to make this very attractive so that we can create um, a fulfilling employment avenue for young people who have learned all those vocations. That's okay, then one day I'll set up a vocation training institute where it will be um, a better guy, you know. <laughs> you know, we, we will spec it so that people wouldn't feel looked upon uh, as a last, as a, because they are choosing it as a form of last resort, but then it will be. It, they will choose it because they want to do it, you know. So yes, and along the line, I'm sure when when whatever that you speak to yourself, somehow somehow the stars will align for you. Words are spirit and they align. Exactly. So the, when the shoes idea came, I didn't even know how big I wanted to do it. I just said I will do this. So I was buying, and then into around August 2010, I set up my small um, workshop in Kumasi, and mm. then yeah. I'll come to that very shortly. I want us to move to the bit where, you know, corona has affected you and all yeah. that. But two quick questions. When you were doing this, did you have a sort of support? As we say in Trinaunensinibiso, in, in, or was this the only thing you were depending on? That is the only thing I was doing. So you made a bold decision, yeah. regardless. Yes. So unfortunately, and there was no going back for you? No. I had, I had, I had burned the boots, so there was no going back. It's either right. going or perish. You know, right or die. Yeah. So, unfortunately, um, my, my 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 family was supportive, especially my dad and um, my sister. So they actually gave me the the initial um, capital because um, when I went to Kumase to take the list of machines from those shoemakers, I asked them, "What do we need to?" manufacture under one roof. So they gave me a list. I went to Kumase magazine to take the prizes and. Um, Started acting for money. So, yeah, so I think they believed in me. My father had doubts, but I'm not sure he, he, he showed it. He just said, okay, fine. Let me set him up and see what he can do. So, yes, and um, I didn't look back. I had challenges, but um, I still soldiered on. Last question before we move on to COVID. You said you, you when you spoke to a few people, they gave you a list of things that could be done in one place because that was your criteria. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm sure they gave you a tall list. Yeah, they did. Why did you decide on shoes? No, I mean, um, okay, so this is what happened. I was buying from other, some shoemakers, so I gave a piece of, some pieces of leather to a shoemaker to do some 20 pairs of sandals for me. He gave me two weeks. It ended up like three months. So I asked him, Kofi, if we want to produce under one roof, what will we need? Mm. Because he didn't have all the equipment. So he gave me a list of machines. 
um, a list of simple machines that we could procure to manufacture under one roof. Yeah, that is, that is what I meant. Yeah. Right. Let's talk about COVID. Mm-hmm. I have specific questions for you, but tell us what's been your experience in your business. What has been the experience okay. of Osman Shoes in this period of COVID since March, or should I say since December last year? Well, um, this year we started off quite well because um, over the period we have had um, that um, belief that January is, is a difficult month because people spend during the festive season and they have to save money for paying fees in, in January. But this year, year on year, January was good. So um, our plan was to um, re- to achieve our target with the limited resources that we have. Then we can based on that to make a case for some big investment. So we started off quite well until um, March when COVID came. So just in the first week of March, we had um, launched our our new collection called She Brooks Female Collection. So it was gathering momentum in the second in the second week when um, the when it was announced that we have had um, we have recorded Corona in in Ghana. And that particular week, our inquiries dropped. Around Thursday, Friday, we didn't even have any phone call or WhatsApp message to ask about where are you, what are the price of your shoes. The following week, none at all, because fear had, had hit town, fear and anxiety. So people were not thinking about shoes. So actually, we even went home a week before um, the president asked us to stay home because um, nothing was happening. We would come to work. I mean, not even a phone call to ask. More hefa. You know nothing, and I didn't also want to risk my 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 assistant. So I asked that, that okay, let's go home and monitor how the situation will be. Then that weekend, we were asked to stay home for three weeks. So yes, three to four weeks. In fact, for us, about six weeks, we didn't recall sale at all. For six weeks. Yeah, six weeks. Yes, it, we didn't recall sale at all. So it was um, a period of um, um, fear of the unknown, uncertainty, and there's um, borderline depression as to what will happen, you know. Uh, you you are thinking about yourself. You're also thinking about your workers, you know, at least. Maybe a tree so I can brand somewhere, but, you know. So when we resumed April, April, <laughs> I can't even mention the, the, the number of the shoes we sold. It was terrible. May, we had stock, so we started aggressive um, social media campaign you know we started reaching out to our customers sending them flyers so me sales picked up but not to the levels prior to COVID then June was okay and now we are in July so yes there there are things that we started doing even though we were doing them before but we became more conscious and more aggressive in this time because um, we realized that the preferences of people have changed because we are dealing in non-essential, you can even call it luxury. You know, people are changing their 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 purchasing pattern because now they were focusing on more essentials. Customers were losing their jobs. Those who were very fortunate to have jobs too had had pay cuts. So yes, um, it's been a very difficult period, but it's also been a very um, it's been a great learning period too as well because uh, we 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 had to we had to adjust. We had to follow, the, understand the trend. And this is, like they will say, the disease is novel. So this is, the situation itself is also novel. And 
we don't have the resources of um, big companies who immediately repurposed. You know, mm. like you attend a lot of um, you attend webinars online, and they'll be telling you you have to repurpose. It gives a lot of pressure to young businesses because one, you don't have the luxury of big team where you can brainstorm and bring out ideas. Even if you have the idea, you don't have the luxury of resources where you can change everything overnight. So um, it was do as you go. According to your strength, according to what your resources could allow you, and all that. Right. Um, let me ask this question. Don't give us numbers, but in terms of percentage drop, if you didn't sell any product for six weeks, this is like a month and a half. Yeah. We have talked here on the show about burn rate. A burn rate essentially is the ability of a company or a corporate to continue to run as normal without any revenue. How long can they run for? And we had said that for businesses in Ghana, depending on the size of the business, the burn rate was estimated at about one to three months. You didn't do any business for six weeks. Percentage. By what percentage did your expected revenue drop? So um, when we did um, Q, so Q2 started in, um, ended in March. So we had about, we had, we had a revenue sh- um, fall about for 40%, not only for March, because um, January we didn't really achieve target, but we did well, um, so cumulatively. But for second quarter, we did, we did about 30% of our revenue. Mm-hmm. But the good thing was that we had stock. Right. Yes, we had stock. So when May, June, we had to do everything that we could to push the stocks to sell. So revenue fell by close to about cumulative about 40% for you. Yeah, 40%. That's high. Very high. Let me ask about the stimulus package because mm-hmm. again here on the show we've, we've talked about the government trying to help young businesses like Horseman Shoes and all other businesses which had started of course through various programs through Maslock and all other programs but specifically the government had made some stimulus package available and some businesses had applied to take um, advantage of it. Did you hear about it? Did you try to take advantage of it? What are your thoughts concerning it? Oh, indeed. Um, it was a, a good intervention. Well, I was particularly happy, and I think I even tweeted about it when the president said, announced in that particular state of the nation address that he was going to allocate some funds to support businesses. So, yes, when the application was um, was opened, I, yes, we put in an application, we went through all the processes, and at the end, we had um, a text message saying that our application has been successful and that... Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> and, and that um, I think if we... You will hear from them. Yes. So, we are at that stage. It's been... It's been, yes, over a month and we are still hoping to... I'm sure the view will grind. Yeah. I mean, grinds a bit slow. So, that. Yeah. It's good news to know that, number one, there is actually a better... You know, people always say that these things are not true. It's just publicity stunt and all of that. But it's great to hear that. I yeah. mean, you were a young business, you know, you started, you heard about it, you applied for it, and you actually got a phone call. And, you, you know... Well, exactly a, you an SMS call. message that it has been successful. A, a message? Yeah. yeah. So, I don't know then. I have not followed... I mean, indeed, I have not followed up on the next stage if they've started um, disbursing the funds. But, mm. yeah, um, we are waiting. Hopefully, um, we, 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 we are qualified and um, we get the support. Right. So apart from the fact that your revenues were affected and, you know, you guys went on for six weeks and all of that, when you came back, all of these restrictions had been announced, hadn't they? Yeah. Restrictions on movement, restrictions on uh, having a number of people within one space, restrictions on hygiene standards and all of that. How did that affect your day-to-day work? Seeing us... Um, okay, so first of all, before you answer that question, tell us, on a normal day, what was the activity within your workspace? Yeah, so um, we have two different premises. Our showroom here in Accra and then our workshop in Kumase. Mm-hmm. 
So I am mostly in Accra and they go to Kumasi every now and then. So on a on a typical day, even if we don't have people working in the shop, we will have inquiries. That one that one is is is, is a constant. At mm. least ten phone calls or messages via WhatsApp, Instagram or Facebook. People will ask one. So they're not the the frequent they frequently um ask questions uh, or the inquiries people make a lot. Where are you? Where are you? How much are your prices? Um, what designs do you have? So at least we will receive those 10, 10, 10 in a day. But when we came back in May, within the first two weeks, none of those were happening. Mm. You know, So we had to go back to people. Fortunately, people had placed orders before we, work on, we went on lockdown. So we had to attend to them to, get, to start getting some revenue because they had placed the order some had made advanced um, payments so we call them that look your shoes are ready um so that is when that is how we started off then in may because we have stocks and we had to sell because if we didn't sell um it was going to be difficult to pay bills we had to um come up with some sales strategies like um if you buy a pair of shoes you get a free mask because people were then selling masks. Mm. We decided to give uh, as a compliment to a purchase. Um, we increased our activity and engagement on social media. Mm. We did a lot of sponsored ads and indeed um, it paid off, you know. Right. Yes, and um, we, we also designed um, a digital or um, an electronic flyer mm-hmm. to make it easier to push to customers that these are the designs we have. And just before lockdown, we were working on our website an e-commerce website so around the, um it was ready around um june thereabout so we also we didn't even make a lot of noise about it but it was out there and fortunately people found it and were placing orders through it so yes um and these were things that we were doing before but we became more conscious and became more deliberate about and last year when we did the analysis of um, our sales where they came from about 60 percent were on premise and 40% were people that we have never met before. So they ordered through our social media platforms. So it gave us the indication that um, I think over the years we had done well in building the brand and um, having people have confidence in that this is a genuine business. So they will want to order from wherever they are and have it delivered. But previously it wasn't like that, especially for shoes. They are not so sure. What you see online may be different from what you actually get. But over the years, I think uh, the confidence level in the brand has gone consistency. up. So, yeah, the consistency. So people were very comfortable. They didn't even want to come to Kukum Limli. Mm. Wherever they are, they will find us and then we will deliver to them. So we we sort of knew where the trend was going. That if we did we did our homework well, if we did our work well, we may not necessarily have to have people come all the way to Kukum Limli. So when this happened, um, we just um, pressed the, the paddle to, to, to go to the next level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Do you think that? I mean, so it's been about two months, mm-hmm. right? Since you, you've you've um, should I say um, accelerated your 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 sales on social media? Yeah. Like Would you say that people or your customers are beginning to be a bit more comfortable with this new normal, as we call it? Are people more comfortable ordering things online and receiving it rather than walk-ins? So, if you look at your your traffic in your business, is the traffic shifting? to online requests and purchases, remote purchases, rather than walk-ins? Well, um, like I said, um, it was 60-40 at the end of 2019. 
this year it was a mix and we had not actually paid attention until after COVID. So after COVID, online requests has become more than people walking in. Mm. Yes, and um, what excites me is um, people who have not even bought before, they are comfortable ordering online. So I say this, I say it excites me because when I started, somebody, they want to see the shoe feely feely. I mean, we had a website. People go to the website and see the shoes and they will call you that, ah, are you sure it's the same thing I will get? They were not sure, you know. So they want to see it before they make the, they, 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 they make the purchase. But now it has changed. People are comfortable and they are ordering more on um, Instagram, Facebook and through our, 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 our website. So yes, um, traffic is coming from online. For someone listening who's also in a business that does um, products, not a service, tangible products, mm-hmm. and they are asking this question. People are asking me now, are they, are they sure they're going to get exactly what they are ordering? You spoke about consistency being the, the, the tool that you used. They may not have that liberty or that luxury. How will they convince the customers or guarantee that the customers will get what they want? So what in the, in the short term? The kind of commerce we even do here is mostly um, payment on, upon delivery. So yes, um, if they are not sure, mm-hmm. when they see the product and they don't like it, they should just return it to sender. I mean that is that is how the businesses can win. Win, win the confidence of of, 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 of of their customers. And you see, buying online is very tricky. Even even if we that um, I mean, customers who are used to shopping, they would always want to go to trusted vendors to where they can trusted vendors to buy. So it doesn't come easily. You know, so for small businesses, going e-commerce is a bit tricky because you have to win the confidence of the customer before they can be very comfortable and at the comfort of their home or offices other from you. But apart from that, also meet them half to halfway, make concessions that look. If you receive the product and it is not exactly how you you thought it would or how you saw it online, I am willing to take it back. Then you also, you know, seed some confidence to them that, okay, the woman or this person is so confident that I would like the product to the extent that he says, if I don't like it, I should return it. So that is how they should start. Because so it's more like a money-back guarantee. Exactly. Because you will need time to build that confidence, to establish that confidence. Right. If you just tuned in, this is Masterclass here on your Superstation Joy 99.7. We're spending time in the studio with Tony Senaya of Horseman Shoes. He's telling us a story. A Ghanaian business started right here in Accra has a factory in Kumasi, so it's totally Ghanaian, and we're, we're listening to a story of how he has survived through COVID. Maybe you also have a story to tell, would like to get interactive, hear your story as well, pick up the phones and give us a call. We'll be opening the phone lines right after this. The Masterclass is in session, and you can interact with us via Facebook, at Joy Business, or at Joy 99.7 FM. And if you tweet, the handle is at Joy 997 FM. Don't forget to hashtag Masterclass. You can also send us a text on 1422 across all networks, or join the WhatsApp conversation on 0244-340437. And our facilitators will address your concerns. Attention everyone, class is in progress. Welcome back to the show. This is Masterclass on your Superstation Joy 99.7. We're opening the phone lines now and want you to pick up that phone and give us a call. How has your business in Ghana 
young Ghanaian business survived in COVID? What are your stories? We'd like to learn from them so that we all become better for it. We have with us in the studio the CEO of Hossman Shoes, a totally Ghanaian business started here in Accra as a factory in Kumasi. It's the person of Mr. Tony Senaya, and he's telling us the story of how he survived. Your story is peculiar to you. It's peculiar to your business. But there may be some comments that everyone can learn from. So pick up that phone and give us a call on 0302-216-541. That's 0302-216-541. You can also send us a comment on 0244-340-437. That's 0244-340-437. You can give us a call on 0302-216-541. So, Tony, let me ask this question. When we, of, of course, and I know the answer to the question is yes, but I suppose the question I'm asking is, having implemented all of these measures, hygiene standards, wash your hands, hand sanitizers, um, if I'm going to go to five shops in a day, I have to wash my hands five times in uh, them enter. At some point, it, it almost becomes difficult, but it's critical so that we minimize the spread. So I must emphasize that, even though sometimes it's difficult to do. How did these new measures affect your workings. I know you've already talked about the traffic moving to yeah. online, but what was your experience? So, yes. Did you get people pushing back? Yeah, yeah, I mean, the fatigue, you know, um, they were tired of washing their hands, so um, my shop assistant, Esther, would insist. But uh, we have had a couple of people who said, no, 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 then they will show you that they actually have sanitizer. So, in, in, in right in front of you, they will sanitize. sanitize, but they, they, wouldn't, they, wouldn't want to, they wouldn't want to wash their, their hands. Even personally, it happens to me. There are shops that um, immediately I got out of my car, I saw the back and I said, no, not today. Maybe I have to come some other time because I have visited other shops and washed my hands. So within a spirit of like, say, 10 minutes, you know, so if you want to wash your it's, 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 it's laborious, you know. Mm. So, yes, we have had cost, uh, a, a few customers. In fact, pushback and even some from multimedia. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to continue that line of conversation. But let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Having gone through what you did, having gone through what you did, there are people who are listening to you today. What are some of the things that you think they can do in re-strategizing at a time like this? You did what you had to do because of the nature of your product and the nature of your business. But the people who are listening to you and they may not necessarily have products, they may have services, they may have things that are not tangible to touch, or they may even have products. You know, like people who have been on the show who make bags and all sorts of things. My good friend Mabel. Mabel, good afternoon to you. What should they do as solutions to re-strategize in, in, in times like this so that they don't go under and become a statistic? Okay, cool. So, um, they should start from the low-hanging fruits. I mean, the importance of social media or digital marketing in this era cannot be overemphasized, you know. So, yes, um, they should start from Facebook and social media. Now, it's is said that People have mastered how to use those platforms. Mm. People have mastered how to manage those platforms. If you can't do it by yourself, seek help. That is what we do. Um, I have actually sat through, I think, um, a six-week course on, on digital marketing. But later I realized that, no, I have to focus on other things. So I brought in a social media person to manage our pages for us. These are very low-hanging fruits, low to very cost-effective tools that young businesses can use to their advantage. Secondly, um, everybody is talking about e-commerce in this era. If you can have your own website, there are other, there are already existing um, online marketing platforms that you can sign up to. You can talk about Zuba Shops, Jumia, ShopNow, and all that. Speak to them and have your product listed on, on, on those platforms. If you don't have, um, if you don't keep data, 
especially on your on your customers this is the time that you have to start keeping data mm. no matter how small you are yeah this is very important i mean when we started we have had we have attended a, a lot of programs where they will tell you to keep records keep data but to a small business when you mention data they think of some system units sitting somewhere collecting data no but it's actually taking the phone numbers the names and even in some cases the birthdays of your customers it is very important in the long run you will need you have to follow this um this data to run your business so and the beauty about this is when you are small you are very flexible and these are the things that you can do at this stage hold that thought for me i'll come right back to you. I have a caller on the line good afternoon you're welcome to masterclass good afternoon um my name is ebenezer and um fred i got to know fred through my wife hello hello ebenezer your line is a little faint if you could just speak up a bit for me i'll be grateful hello good afternoon yes ebenezer yes um can you hear me now i can but if you could just speak up just a little bit more for me okay i said i got to know fred through my wife right right uh, right yes um fred hello um i have been using horseman for the past nine years and Oh. Nine out yeah. of the ten years is in existence. Yes, yes, yes. yes, hmm. yes, yes. Are you sure you you are not a, a, a shareholder in this business? <laughs> and 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 I think he 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 gave me my wedding shoes and um wow. I'm very grateful. Okay, so, um, I think I know the business Fred, now. Hello, and I think his shoes, if not the best, is one of the best you can get on the market. So I treat and encourage everyone to go in for Hotman shoes, and they will never regret. Thank right, you very right. much. But um, just before you go, are you a business owner yourself? I'm not. Right. I work with a bank. Okay. Okay. All right. Thank you so much for calling. We're grateful. Okay. So that was our first caller there. They're asking me to repeat the phone lines. Numbers to call 0302-216-541. That's 0302-216-541. I've got another caller on the line. Good afternoon. You're welcome to Masterclass. Yeah, that's me, boss. I hope you're doing well. I'm well, thank you. Your name, where you're calling from, sir? Oh, Adiman, how are you, my brother? I'm very well. Good, good. Talk to me. Yeah, um, I want to share my experience and also ask you a quick question. Beautiful, beautiful. Um, we are operating as um, freight forwarders. And, um, I mean, once a lot of our products and goods are coming from China, mm. uh, other Asia countries, U.S., I mean, after the lockdown, we had it difficult to get goods to be cleared. Right. So um, our money, our, our finances has gone down um, slowly. And um, I want to ask your guest. Mm. Mostly, when you request to buy something online, um, you pay before delivery. And now that people are freed, because um, a lot of people are having experiences, I mean, requesting for something that, mm-hmm. um, I mean, something that has been brought to them, it's not exactly what they have requested for. So, um, with him, I mean, should we pay before receiving or receiving before paying? Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Adiman, please listen. He will try and answer that question. Adiman wants to know whether um, should we pay before delivery? Or I think there's a good mix on social media. Some companies will ask you to pay before yeah. delivery. Some too will say you pay on delivery. But he wants to know from you. What, so, what yeah, so for us, um, it's, it's, it's a combination. It, it depends on what is comfortable with the customer because we trust in, we trust in our product. So um, some will even send the cost of the shoes plus delivery before they even see the shoes. Mm. Some will want to wait till they see the shoes and um, they pay. So it depends on the company's policy and um, 
and then and also the, the the persistence of the customer because we want to make the sale and we trust in our product that you are getting exactly what you are ordering right right okay let me also ask you this 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 question um in this period of COVID, when you know people were pushing back with all the hidden standards and all of that what has been your biggest break as an entrepreneur having implemented all of these things you talk about what has been your biggest break ah, biggest break as in well um when when uh we we sat through and then introduced some new products because um during the lockdown i was i was on one session where where we were challenged to come out with them um, we should repurpose that was the word we should repurpose what can we do in case um, the sh- people have no need for shoes again, you mm-hmm. know. Um, honestly, at that period, I was so much under pressure that I couldn't even think of any. So I signed off that particular program. I didn't join them again. So it, the idea came, what they call the Eureka moment, came right after um, lockdown was lifted. Mm-hmm. I visited a friend and we were having a conversation. Then I realized that, no, um, we can do this with leather. So we we designed and has actually produced a lot of um, samples, a, a, a wide range of leather leather products that we are working on to go commercial. So yes, um, COVID made us think beyond shoes and made us realize the opportunities there is beyond making shoes with leather. Okay, I have a question for you on social media. This one is from Kofi. Kofi says, I would like to know the one in charge of your social media. I want to use this tool, but I have no clue. I'm an entrepreneur. So maybe you can make a recommendation for Kofi very quickly. I have a, before you do that, I have a caller on that. Let me take that call. All right, so um, I will take Kofi's number. Okay, question. sorry. Good afternoon. You're welcome to Masterclass. Hello. Thank you. Your name, where you're um, calling from, sir? Uh, I like to use Q-Buddies as my name. Q-Buddies? Yeah. <laughs> okay, good afternoon, Q-Buddies. Good afternoon. Um, I'm a YouTuber, so... Right. I actually started during the lockdown. Okay. And things haven't been easy. Right. Difficult getting subscribers and views. Mm. Um, but what I'll tell people is they shouldn't give up. They should keep on moving. Okay. God is in control and he will always be there for us. Thank you so much, Cubadis. And that's Cubadis saying that keep trying whatever it is. Don't stop. I've got a few comments on social media. Facebook, let me see if I can I can read them very quickly. This one is from Augustus. Augustus says, ever so proud of you, my Opomit. We all pray for life. Are you an Opomit? Yes, Saba, Alex B. I am also an Opomit. Okay. <laughs> wow, Opomit. Okay, I've got this one from Alfie's Consult. Alfie's Consult says, by online in Ghana, this is very tricky because most products of suppliers are not finished properly. This boils down to quality checks and control mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and standards in business. Yeah. Um, people must look closely at this area. There's one from Kingdom Father, Mensa. It says, don't just focus on how you can make your life better. Look for ways to make someone else's life better. Too often, it's hard to find someone willing to go out of their way to help those in need. I suppose what he's saying is that if you consider the customer's needs well, then at the end of the day, when the customer is satisfied, you will also be exactly. extremely satisfied in your pocket. <laughs> uh, office Consult again says, Stimulus packages elsewhere in other countries where cottage industries are taken seriously have been given their stimulus package already. It's the same whole political gimmicks by government. Okay, so that's office consult. There's a bit of a delay in the receipt of 
um, the stimulus packages, and that is uh, his comment there. I've got something else on WhatsApp. Let me take that um, very quickly. Okay, so someone wants to know the location of your shop. This is Sam. Sam says, Hi, Master Class. Always a joy to listen to your program. Congratulations to Senna and wish him all the best. Uh, he should give us the location of his shop or where we can buy his shoes very quickly. All right, so, so while you answer that question, put your phone number out as well. Yeah, so we are located at um, Kokomlimli on the Stamford Street. You can also check us out on our website, www.horsemanshoes.com. Mm. And then you can also reach us on 0244 both phone call or WhatsApp. And also look out, look out for us on all the social media platforms. Horseman Shoes. Okay, 30 seconds, yeah, I'll take out for today. You made it. You survived it because of the things you put in place. And you've given us ideas of how to make our lives better and other businesses better. What's your take out from today's conversation? Um, that, um, if people forget everything you said today, what should they remember? They should remember that the world is evolving and that um, they should go along with the trend. Mm-hmm. They shouldn't look up to the big what the big companies are doing in your own small corner do it according to your pace if you can't do it by yourself seek help from professionals and let them understand that you may not be able to pay for their services now but then you need their help come to a very reasonable ar- ar- arrangement with them in terms of payment because that is what really push young businesses away from getting professional help but once you are small this is when people can even actually help you even for free so make the move and move with the change stay committed go with the change and by all means get help this has been masterclass on the superstition we come your way same time next week again masterclass was brought to us by goyle goyle they say good energy goyle yenara yedia up next is the new statue my name is yabana this has been masterclass see you same time next week mm-hmm.